Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests. And like I say on every show, we've got a great one for you today. We're excited. We've got, we got Dave coming on, and he's done, doing some great things out there. He's definitely rising artists out there. And we're looking forward to talking about parts of the story and talking some music. So, Dave, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me, Chris and Sandy. It's our pleasure. So how are you doing today? <laughs> Not bad. I'm out here in California. Um, we finally oh, wow. have some clear air. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of wildfires in the last uh, few weeks. It's been devastating up here in the northern California area in the Central Valley. And uh, we've really been smoked out and had, had some oh, wow. quality air. So we're just uh, no. coming out coming out of that right now. Thanks <clears> uh, that everybody's kind of pushing through it and coming together as a community to try to help help those that have been uh, impacted. Yeah, you know, I, knowing that you live in California, that made me think of your song Hollywood Sign. <laughs> uh, <yes. laughs> it, it finally clicked on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we'll be hearing the song a little bit later. So anybody that's listening, yeah. you'll get to hear it. it was a really good song. So mm-hmm. I always like to start um, the show the same way, at least this year. I mean, hopefully next year I won't have to start it this way no more. But this is the way I always like to start it. As you know, we're in a crazy year. So if you can um, tell us how COVID has affected you and how are you, what are you doing to maneuver through that? You know, I mean, COVID, (laughs) it it has had a a huge impact on my life, Mm -hmm. especially, I mean, everyone else in the world. Um, But it's just, I mean, it forced us to be home from March until or was it July or August? And then we, and then we had it open back up a little bit and then shut back down. But, you know, it's, it's allowed me to kind of spend a lot more time with the family, um, which I try to spend as much as I can anyways, but um, it's, it's, it's just it's really brought back the simple things in life. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of mm-hmm. playing, playing catch, playing catch with the kids, hanging out. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I look around, I'm like, man, you know what? None of us washed our hands as much as we used to wash. Or how, 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 like, we really passed germs a lot. And, I, and now I'm starting to look at it and I, I just, I'm just looking at how, how this pandemic has, has, has made me look at that um, mm-hmm. among many other things. I mean, it just it's changed my life uh, completely um, from, from, a, from a business standpoint or just uh, having the luxuries of going out to uh, grab grab something to eat that we would take for granted, right? You'd hear people complain, "Oh, my my salad wasn't right, or my burger was too red, or whatever it might uh-huh. be," and and you'd yeah. complain about things that really di- didn't matter. And now, I mean, now that they've opened up some restaurants, I'll go out and just sit there, and I'm just thankful to be able to sit down and enjoy <laughs> being with a waiter, or a waitress, or somebody, and having some type of social interaction with other people okay. and, and I think just it's made me realize also the social uh, interactions that we've had that we have with people um, it, you start to miss quite a bit when prior to this pandemic everybody was just like in a mm-hmm. rat race ch- ch- just running around with their heads cut off trying to trying to trying to just get through life yeah. in general and mm-hmm. and, and, and now you start to look around and you're like man this is just um, it, it's, it's great to see people and be around I know family functions like weddings Look at weddings mm-hmm. are gone. That's affected people's lives. I mean, just 
business in right. general, all businesses in general, hair, hair salons, hairstyles, tattoo artists. Uh, so I, I think if we can get back to somewhat um, of, of a normalcy in, in the future, um, maybe we'll already appreciate one another and change our generation, maybe our kids' generation, who knows. Hope so. You know, yeah, it's affected uh, the way it affected us. It was the other way. You know, I remember we launched our show January third of this year, and our original plan was a hundred interviews first year. And we were like, we thought if we did that, we'd be ahead of the crowd. You know, I don't know of too many hosts that can say they've done a hundred interviews their first year. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought be great, great goal. Then COVID happens, and I and I'm sitting there like, okay, Sandy, um, we've got an opportunity here. These artists yeah. are going to need a place to talk, and we're going to give them that. So we, we decided, you know what, this is our year to shine. And we and because we bumped it up, we've done almost 240 interviews now. Mm-hmm. And how many how many days? So that's almost, is it one a day or maybe one and a quarter a day almost on average? Well, there's thinking? some days we do two and some days one. Yeah, so it's average out there. And and the first two to three months wasn't. I think by the, by the by ninety day point of this of uh, of the mm-hmm. of our show, we've probably done maybe forty total interviews in the first three months. Yeah, so it all comes since then. Mm-hmm. It's a great outlet. I think <laughs> what you guys are doing is wonderful. I think anything to help uh, another person through whatever whatever avenue you guys can help them. In your case, um, yeah. Musicians, artistry, authors, whatever it might be, is it, a great outlet. Mm-hmm. I think there there needs to be even more of that. So uh, yeah, because we just guys. we decided to open it up to where we bring on actors and authors and speakers on. Because again, our show is about getting up and clo- up close and personal with whoever the guest is, mm-hmm. and you know, so everybody has a story, and we want those stories. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <clears throat> So tell us um, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and kind of a brief over your your little your backstory, so to speak. Uh, yeah, well, um, from born and raised in Sacramento, California, <clears throat> um, raised by a single mom, uh, basically didn't travel much when I was younger to different states, <laughs> cities, etc. So I didn't have have a lot of life experiences back then. It just kind of in the daily grind of being a kid, kind of trying to make my way through life or whatever. Um, just kind of uh, playing baseball when I was young, doing the typical uh, American type of thing. Uh, in high school, picked up a uh, 69 Chevelle uh, when I was between my sophomore and junior year in high school. And then uh, started kind of, once I smelled the gasoline, I kind of was like, you know what, riding with the car and figuring out what I can do with this thing. Because um, <laughs> It was one of those mechanisms that I needed to uh, keep running and keep working on in order to get around town or whatever. So um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of mm-hmm. I, I focused on vehicle or my vehicle through through, through high school or whatever, um, and and just kind of started dabbling a little bit in music with friends and stuff like that. And really um, was was going through life and trying to figure things out. And uh, and my grandfather, who was kind of like a father figure. Uh, it really was a father figure in life. Um, started getting ill uh, with, with cancer and uh, ended up passing away. And I started getting more serious and into to, to music. And and really, um, after he passed away, I was like, you know what? I, I there's not really much of a backbone I have here. 
mm-hmm. and and music. I mean, it, it, it's either I'm going to do music or I need to focus on on kind of other things, whether it's school yeah. or, or work or something that's generating money to live live off of, right? And I was like, you know what, I, I have to go the route of kind of kind of working or whatever. So I think my story is a little bit the opposite of what most people might be doing. So I traveled that route of, of working through life as I was a closet writer and writing songs just because I've always had a passion for music and kind of storytelling, you know what I mean, about, about mm-hmm. life. And I've, I've had some kind of interesting um, experiences in life. So I just kind of gathered all those up um, and, and continued to write. Yeah. So once my grandfather passed away, just just head my, held my head down and just focused on work because there's no other option, right? I mean, it's either you're going to take care of yourself or, or you're going to maybe go down whatever uh, t- track you're going to go down and, and figure it out uh, mm-hmm. the hard way. So just worked really hard. And uh, now, now in, in life, I just said, uh, I played some of the songs and stuff for some, some friends of mine and family. And they're like, you really got, got to get, get this stuff out there. And, and mm-hmm. some of my, I, I do, I do real estate stuff. Um, uh, and, and I have a lot of interactions with um, some of the promoters here in Sacramento and they have some live music menus and stuff. And, and some of these guys are like, look, you know what? people need to hear this stuff. So I'm like, all right, sure. Um, I'm kind of nervous because I have the fear. I have the fear of rejection. I've been told no a lot in my life. And that's what kind of gives me a lot of drive is being mm. told no. I'm like, you know what? I can do it better. What, what am I doing different? What am I doing wrong? So, um, but when it comes to music, you're opening up your yourself and you're exposing it. And it's like giving mm. your diary to someone, right? It's like, here yeah. you go. And I'm a very private person, although I'm, very outgoing in a way, you know what I mean? It's kind of a weird introvert, extrovert. I just said, all right, are you sure? Are you sure? And then uh, I, I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on this and, 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 and finish these tracks and get mm-hmm. them to a point. I've got, I've got 15 right now that are, that are completed, ready to go. There's, a, there's actually three yeah. of them that I'm making, I'm making some changes on right now. But I said, you know what, let's dive into the first one and, and get it out there and release it and see what kind of response we get. And I'm, I was just so nervous. So <laughs> leading up to all of this, I was mm-hmm. like, how should I release this first, like, sample or teaser of the song? And um, yeah. well, I do it on Facebook or whatever. So I did it on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I released this sample of this lyric video. And I started getting a, a lot of positive reactions on Hollywood signs. Um, teaser. It was probably 30 or 45 seconds of it. And people mm-hmm. like, you got a really, you got more? What else do you have? I want to hear this whole song. I want to hear this whole song. So we ended up releasing it. And I'm like, wow, okay. I released that one. And, 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 and I was actually, it started, it gives you a confidence. It's a weird mm-hmm. confidence thing, but I still have that real yeah. nervous, antsy feeling, sweaty palm type of thing. Like, you, you know, um, it, because now people are trying to get to know you personally. You're out there and mm-hmm. they're asking you about the song, whether songs you have. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I open the first page of the diary. Now I have to open the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth. And now, now, now they want to see the whole thing. So it, it is a nervous feeling. So I, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a shot and and and, and see how it goes and and just uh, know that I'm gonna have fun doing it. Um, and and I, I know that it's highs and lows. You know what I mean? It's highs and lows. You're gonna, you're, people will like it, and they won't like it. They're going to like it, won't like it. So I've kind of set that 
expectation up for myself so mm-hmm. that if my expectation was set too high, I think I would just, I'd let myself down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I get what you're saying because I can remember back in December when I told December, September, last quarter of last year, I remember telling Sandy, I, I think it's time that we do like a little show where we interview people. Now we've interviewed people back in 2014, 15, back yeah, then, but, but it was only a few. Mm-hmm. It wasn't ever, wasn't really formatted. It wasn't where we were. I mean, we recorded it, but I typed it all out. So it wasn't like we're recording it to release the recording. Never done that until this mm-hmm. show. And I always hated my voice and all that. And I'm, so I was always like, I would never do that. I, I just prefer to write the story out and all that. And I remember we, I said, you know what, let's just do this. You know, <clears throat> we keep talking about it. We keep talking about it. And I was scared to death. I don't know how people are going to react. Are people even going to like our show? And Sandy was like, well, what would we name it? I was like, well, what else? The Chris and Sandy show. And I remember she was like, well, um, nobody knows who we are. Would, would, would that even work? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it worked for Bobby Bones and it worked for Ty Bentley. So it'll work for us. <laughs> and I, I believe in it. But again, like you were saying, I had that, those moments where I'm like, mm, what if, what if we're just terrible? Right. I mean, yeah. And it's an emotional drain. I mean, I honestly, okay. So, it's, uh, writing music in general is just, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're dumping your ideas down into, I, I mean, it's emotional. You're bringing, you're filling the memory bank, et cetera. And then you, mm-hmm. you put it together, you go to the studio, record it, and, and you're hard on yourself because you're like, you know what, is this, is this right? Is this good enough? Is this, uh, and you just want to do the best for yourself, right? I'm just thinking like, I, I, wh- whether anyone listens to it or not, I'm just like, you, 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 you go in there and you craft it. Like literally I'd go to the studio in between meetings <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I'd go to meetings, for an example, at like 10 a.m., and I'd get out of the meeting at 10.45, and I'd go to the studio at 11. I'd work on uh, vocals, and then and then I'd leave and go to another meeting at, at, at 11.30 or 12 or whatever. And then I'd go back, and I'd listen to it, and, and then and then I was like, okay, you know what? Um, maybe this is right or whatever, and maybe it's not. And then you and then you listen to the vehicle. You're like, okay, I need to make some changes. So it's just it's an, it's an emotional drain even writing mm-hmm. music then. You you get in, you step your foot into the business side of it, which is a, a whole other world, a whole nother world. Like I just <clears throat> dipped my toes in it right now, and it's like <laughs> I'm like this is this is crazy to be honest with you. I mean, this is there are so many people releasing songs, and I never realized it. I never never paid attention to uh, yeah, uh, like the industry websites or stuff uh, where people are marketing their new songs and all the PR firms and labels and all that stuff are pushing stuff out there. Now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is just, this is amazing. I mean, first off, mm-hmm. it's cool to see all the artists and everybody release stuff, but now you're competing against all these people and they have certain slots, certain amount of slots on radio stations. They have certain amount of yeah. slots uh, for bloggers and broadcasts and all this stuff. And you're fighting for all these slots. And I'm like, you know, you lose sleep. I, I, I'm just, I lose, you lose sleep. So I know what you're going through. When you guys were thinking about doing this podcast, you're like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? It's the same thing we're going through. And I'm like, is this something you really want to do? I mean, this is like, you wake up in the middle of the middle of night, and you, you, you from if it's a bad dream or whatever it might be, and you're like you're mm-hmm. breathing heavy. <laughs> it's a nervous feeling to think about. Okay, okay, something's going to go out tomorrow, or you're, you're, trying to, <laughs> you're trying to get on a radio station that doesn't have slots for you. And will this ever? Will there ever be an opportunity for you? Because you're fighting against another thousand people to do it. So. 
Mm-hmm. It's just there's always self doubt, and then you want to and then you want to get confident, and then self doubt. It's back and forth. It's like somebody yeah. pulling it. The roller, it's like an emotional roller coaster. It, it totally is. is. And, and, you know, and and we're in that again because you know with artists, I if Blake Shelton wanted to come on here, I would have no issue because I I've got it down with artists, but expanding beyond that, I'm I'm back nervous again. And tomorrow, the funny thing that we're talking about this is tomorrow we have Olympian Scott Hamilton coming on. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, gold medal. So. so I, you could say that I'm a little ner- nervous on that one because that you know we're talking Scott Hamilton, you know. Yeah. I'm <laughs> and, and, and then and then next week we've got Karen Kingsbury, who's written several. She's sold 25 million books, and she's and she's written several books that became Hallmark movies. And. She's coming on. So the I'm next few weeks, <laughs> yeah, the, the next few weeks until we get through this this phase of okay, we can do this. We've got a pattern because again, I got a pattern with artists. Yeah. I I I don't have a tr- trouble with the artists. I know the lingo. I know all that. But now that we're kind of expanding, moving beyond that, I feel like we're just launching the show again. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you look at it, though, it's like. It's kind of what keeps us going. It's that fire, you know what I mean? It might be our personalities yeah. or something that just kind of – because I'm, I'm a nervous type of personality, and uh, you might be mm-hmm. the same way, who knows? And it just – you're always wanting to kind of just make yourself better or you're mm-hmm. being that nervous part gives you that – gives you that to get out there and do it and make, make that mm-hmm. next show. And I don't know. I, it, that's, what I, that's what I find myself doing. Yeah. And, you know, talking about this kind of leads us perfect into the next little part of our show. <clears throat> as, as you know, when, when fans see artists like Blake Shelton, they see the glory of Blake, the glory of Miranda and Carrie, and all the top artists. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes not to just get to the Blake level, but to just the career level. Artists go through a lot of pain, a, a lot of struggles to get anywhere, and, you, and I always like to talk about this side of it because when you look out there, nobody talks about this side of it, and I think it's one of the most important things to talk about because I think everybody should know what artists actually go through. So I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us on where I want this to go, and then we'll talk about that. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time, they were full-time with music. And I'll never forget, I asked Allison um, what advice she'd given up-and-coming artists. And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, because the moment you want it to be a career, um, you no longer own your life. Everybody else owns a piece of it. Your friends and family never understand. They invite you, especially when you're in the grind mode. At the very beginning, you're in, the, in that grind mode. So they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. Uh, but you have to say no because you're gigging. Or, you know, and, you, and you can't not accept the gig. You have to say yes. And then at the same time, if you've got one already scheduled for that day, you can't cancel because you don't want to be that type of artist. Um, so, and they don't understand that. And then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice around you to help you get where you need to go. And then if that weren't enough, there's going to be days where 
like you were saying earlier, it's going to be days that you're doubting or you're miserable or whatever. But if you've got a gig that night, you've got to get on that stage and smile like there's no tomorrow. But then she added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because that's the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it. Yeah, no, I think that's a great perspective. Um, you know, that's a good question because I kind of did the opposite. You know, I, mm-hmm. I went down a different path initially. And then after, because what I'm finding out is, I mean, unless you're very lucky, um, if you have a hit song that just takes you, right? It just takes you. Then you're not going to have to spend a lot of money up front to make things happen. But what yeah. I'm finding is, I mean, it costs money to get in the studio and record. It costs money to mix. It costs money mm-hmm. for whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? Um, and then it costs money for marketing um, and just yeah. lots of other things. So mm-hmm. I could have I could have never afforded that, to be honest with you, uh, when I was younger. Um, and, I mean, it's tough now, you know what I mean? tough now to even afford it so um i would yeah i would honestly say look you know what just music whatever your hobby is whether it's music or arts or crafts do it do what you enjoy and then you have to do what you can to provide for you and your family or whatever on the other avenue and try to balance the two somehow you know what i mean i I think it's it's Mm -hmm. it's a close balance but if you just jump all in on one and you have nothing to back up on i mean i personally think it's going to be tough it could be devastating for for that person so I would and, say, and i think uh, what she's talking about because i think what she's talking about too is mentally if you if you feel that you could have a career as a doctor and a career as a this it's not going to work you know you have you mentally you have to be all in uh, i mean yeah you you have jobs that can that keep you afloat like she was saying she goes, but it, but if, if if something else you're doing could be a career too, you'll never make it music. It just won't happen because yeah. it, it, See, it I, sucks yeah. that much out of you. It I I, I I could absolutely see that happen. I I mean I jumped I jumped all in on um mm. on real estate and keeping mm-hmm. music as the hobby, and then I just kept writing and writing and writing, and that's when my friends and family were like, look, you need, you need to do this. And we'll support you 100%. I mean, if you need to go yeah. out and start, start hammering out four mm-hmm. shows, just do it. Because the, the music in your catalog is, I mean, there's just, I mean, you have great stuff that is very uh, relatable. And it just, it's just, it's, it's good stuff. And I just said, all right, mm-hmm. you know what, we're going to do it. So, but the emotional <laughs> part of it, I, I totally, absolutely agree. I agree with what she said. Um, um, if, if that's what somebody's going to do and just jump in, uh, 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 100, 110%, um, just do it. I mean, a lot of people are doing it. Um, I just know the music industry is one of the toughest industries. Um, to it make is. It, it, it really my... is. Sandy yeah, and I have been part of many, <laughs> you know, Sandy and I have been part of many different industries. And yes, I yes. swear, of all the different industries we've been in, I believe, and, and when I say music, not necessarily music, but the creative industry, I should say, you know, whether it's being yeah. an actor, a speaker, an author, an artist, you know, the creative industry, I believe is the hardest industry to build any type of longevity of a career. Mm-hmm. You bring up a, you bring up a great point. So this brings me up to the Hollywood sign song, right? 
So mm-hmm. when when when, you, mm-hmm. when you're in LA and you see the Hollywood sign song, like or the Hollywood sign, I mean, it, it just is overwhelming. Like it just does something to you yeah. emotionally. You're like, wow! It just yeah. there's a feeling that comes through your body. And uh-huh. so a lot of people uh, uh, go into the, they they go to Hollywood or they go wherever they're going to go um, with uh, with hopes and dreams um, mm-hmm. that they're going to make it. And 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 this song. Um, the, the couple goes and they're enjoying themselves, and then at the end of the night, they're 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 ending the night on the hillside of the Hollywood sign, mm-hmm. and they're looking oh, well. down on the city as life life goes on, right? So it's like mm-hmm. they didn't necessarily uh, make it in, in in the in the um, music industry or whatever they were doing, but what they're doing is they're they're at the sign enjoying the sign, and it's the mm-hmm. two of them that made it together. Um, yep. While looking down on all the yeah. all, all the city and the history and everything that's going on uh, within Hollywood, because the yeah. the chances of making it, I mean, uh, as a musician, is very tough. And and I'm seeing that more and more now. I'm dipping my toes in the water, um, in the business. And it's worse it. after this year, I think. People are gearing up. If you look at everybody now, they're gearing up, writing songs, and they're going to start mm. releasing a lot more. And, uh, who knows how it's going to impact all the live shows next year, or if it's going to go back yep. to somewhat being normal with sellout shows and stuff, or they're going to have to because nobody knows. Them. Yeah, if it, is it going to be fifty percent of yeah. the occupancy of, of the shows, or is it going to be forty percent of the occupancy because they have to space everything out? So we don't know. But but um, it, 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 you're right. Now those now those artists or musicians or whoever it is doing doing these live shows are going to be going out there instead of selling ten thousand tickets at a show, they have to sell five thousand because they can't have the occupancy, or they're going to sell four mm-hmm. four thousand. So it's it's going to be tougher because all those artists now are going to be fighting for those venues. Everybody's itching mm-hmm. to get out there. So I think a guy like mm-hmm. me is going to have a tough time. <laughs> so I, but I, it can be, you know, but it can be done with great. And you know what? We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to play your song so everybody can hear it at the Hollywood sign and come back and talk some more. How's that? Yeah, sounds good. All right, hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
I know you were starting to tell us a little bit about the song, so tell us how that all came together, the song itself. Well, yeah, it's just it's about a couple that at the end of the night, um, you know, they're cruising. They're, I mean, they're going to Hollywood. They're hanging out. They're looking at all the history. They they might have uh, aspirations of uh, being a musician or an actor or actress or something. But at the end of the night, it, it comes down to a simple thing of them being together, a couple being together mm-hmm. on the top of the side, just watching the city life go around. Uh, sitting next to the sign as it being a powerful, a powerful iconic um, symbol. So. You know that's kind of how Sandra have been. You know, now we've got put down for this for through the years, but you know we just crossed our 18th wedding anniversary, and we've been that's pretty cool. much a 24/7 couple the whole time. That's yes. Cool. <clears throat> and and of course people have always told us we've heard it all. We've heard that y'all are unhealthy. You need to be apart. Uh, this ain't good, da, da, blah, blah, blah. And yet here we are 18 years later. <laughs> you got to do what you're happy with. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. And, you know, that, yep. that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. What it, whatever it might be. That's right. right. Do, do what's best for yourself, and that's, that's all that matters. And, and everybody oh, always definitely. has something to say. Well, most people do. So <laughs> I'm happy for you. That's, mm-hmm. that's a great story. Well, thanks. 
But, you know, what's cool about the music industry, something we've learned since we've been really interviewing so many people, is a lot of the artists we've interviewed, their spouse is involved in some way with them. So there, so there's a lot of people that live the same kind of life and marriage that we do within music. And so we're like, hey, we found our people. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, musicians and precision mm. actors, just people in their own industries have a lot in common. And you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're right. Like same similar personalities and they, they, they think alike. Um, it's interesting you mentioned that. Yeah. I've noticed, so, that some, um, I've noticed that with some of the guys I work yeah. with too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, we, those of us, think alike we we all flock together we uh, without even tr- i mean you don't even have to try and you just flock together mm-hmm. it's just yeah, one of them things good. that you know that happens out there yeah yeah the the, the guys that i work with here um in sacramento i mean mm-hmm. and Corey, who i co-write with and tail um i mean we we just we have a fun time together and it's just it's just like it's just funny we Sometimes when you do sentences and stuff, it's just crazy. It's like, okay, or you'll, you'll come up with something, they'll come, and you're like, yeah, I was just thinking that. And, and it's just the way you look at life, too, life in general, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and yeah. we do that all the time, too. People would really think if, – if, we always joke that if there were ever reality cameras following us, people just wouldn't believe it because there are times where, where I'm in the office in the house, and I'm looking up a website – and Sandy's coming, walking in, showing me something on her phone that she's looking at, and it's the same website I'm on. <laughs> yeah, you guys are meant to be. You're absolutely meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that's, and that's normal. We do, we do stuff like that every single yeah. day and have for 18 mm-hmm. years. It's, it's just crazy. But, but you know, when you live a life like we do, where we're always together, you do kind of become one anyway. It's just that's just the way we. Are and we function as one one party instead of two separate. And again, people get upset with that, but you know that's their life. You know they can live their marriage the way they want to. We will live it a way what works for us, and this really works for us. What I like mm-hmm. what you guys are doing is look, you're married, you're doing what you're happy doing, and you guys created a show based on your names, Chris and Sandy, and it's the two yeah. of you. I mean, how yeah. many people are doing that with their significant other, their wives? I mean. That's awesome. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and and you know something when, when we first when we first launched the show, that was one thing I was thinking of is how can we be different out there? You know, what can we do? Because there's so many shows out there. And of course, being a husband and wife team, we already knew that that made a different already. But I wondered what was different. And I was like, you know what? Nobody gives artists sixty minutes so that they can actually talk about life and make it a conversation where it's an interaction, a dialogue between them and us. To where it's a co- real conversation, real raw conversation. I was like, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. And that's what we hope we've done through this whole year is created meaningful conversations with 237 people now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. <clears throat> so, lot yeah, of people. one thing I like to do on the show is, as you know, when it comes to music or really, um, doesn't matter what, what area out there, but especially music, fans see the artists, but they don't see the PR people. They don't see the producers, the managers. And I'll be honest, I think that they don't get enough love out there. And so I always want to give the artists a few minutes to talk about 
that side of it. So if you want to tell us about, about the team that makes you who you are, go ahead. That's a great question because I've always thought the same thing. Like the guys that and gals or whoever that I work with um, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes, I've, it's just, if something were to take off on one of these songs or whatever, I'd, I'd want them to be brought into the light like significantly mm-hmm. because when you hear a song on the radio or wherever you're at streaming, whatever video, you don't like, you don't realize how much time and effort goes in to uh, w- one single. I mean, yeah. it's, okay. So it's uh, writing a song, whether it's uh, a single person writing it or co-writers or whatever. I mean, you have a group of people that are going to write the song. Then, then you have musicians that are going get, to get together and, and spend hours or days or whatever on putting, putting, the instrumentation together for, for the song and then the song and then, and then, and then, and then, and then you put the vocals on the song. So there's a a sound engineer. There's somebody that's setting up the microphones that's running cables. That's running the pro tool session. Um, that's, that's doing that, that's, uh, comping vocals, comping instrument takes, whatever it might be. I mean, there's hours and days that go into this stuff. Then it gets, it gets sent off in my case to a gentleman, um, Jeff Balding, who does mm. mixing and co-production and um, producing. And he, he, he spends his time on it behind the scenes. Um, and then, and then he, he may send it, he sends it out to some, some other guys and gals that work on it um, behind the scenes. And then, and then he sends it back and then we take notes on it and then we send it back and there's more revisions. Then a song is, is sent off to ma- mastering to, to get, to get finalized. And then once you have a product, what do you do with it? Right. You have to get together and mm-hmm. think of a marketing strategy. So you get together with like Aristo Media, Christy yeah, Walker, awesome. Matt Walker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marco Promotions with, with Rick over there. Jerry Duncan with Lisa Smoot and Jerry Duncan. Um, Christy works with Kim, has an assistant, Kim and Rachel. And, 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 and you, have to, you have to brainstorm with, with that group on, okay, what do we do here? Uh, and the mm-hmm. first question they have is, who are you as a person? And then they have to take all this data and download it. And this is for one song, right? One song. They download it. They take all the mm-hmm. information from you, and then they figure out a marketing plan. What do we do to put you out there? And I'm like, look, I'm a nobody. I don't have any vocal training. I'm not a Luke Bryant. I haven't been on The Voice. I haven't been on American Idol. None of that stuff. So these guys have a tougher job, right? They're going to be like, oh, my God. It's like, what do we do here? What do we do here? How do we get this person out there? You know what I mean? So then yeah. they have that job to mm-hmm. do to get it out there. Then they network with people like you to, that give me the opportunity. So I'm very thankful to you, Chris and Sandy, to give me the opportunity. You guys have well, we appreciate and then, it. And then, yeah, and then, we're, and then I'm out here trying to do Facebook stuff with family and friends. So then we do a, a music video on a whole other avenue, right? We spend, mm. we spend two days or so on, on a photo shoot, right? But then leading up to that, mm-hmm. it's me and the director and other people talking about what do we have to come up with for the concept and mood boards and things like that. So that's, that's, that's several days going into that. So then you shoot it. You have to get an actor and actor, and then they have to play the role, and then and then you have to do editing. Then they send it back to you for comments. So all of this combined, uh, it, it, it takes it takes a, a massive village and or a community to put something like this together. And and I just want to really thank uh, Corey, who I co-write with, and and then also Kale and Zach at the studio and Dustin at the studio. And, and Arlen, who's uh, one of the musicians that plays uh, with me, and, and Yorgi, and Jeannie that does background vocals. I mean, I want to thank, thank, thank all these guys and gals and, and the Arista Media Group and, and Jeff Balding because 
you know, it's, it's all about a collaboration and, and I'm yep. all about like sharing and open to ideas and what can we do to make this better for all of us and just do the best mm-hmm. we can. That's all we can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So. Love that. And you know, we've Absolutely. got a third co-host ourselves. We, we consider our, our show a family affair. Um, so, and we've got an eight year old yes. that we always let that come on each episode and ask one question because um, we are a family affair. And what's funny is, you know, we've got a 19-month-old daughter. When she gets older, we'll be plugging her into mm-hmm. the show too. <laughs> so, so Sandy's going to get wonderful. him real quick from ask his question. But he loves that. <clears throat> and, and we're planning on moving to Nashville next year, and a lot of the people we interviewed has been in Nashville, so it's been pretty cool because one day he's going to get to be around all these people. You know, I visited Nashville for the first time last year with my wife, and uh, oh, wow. I wrote a song called "Visiting Nashville," and we're going to call the album <laughs> "Visiting mm-hmm. Nashville." And we might we might be releasing that as the second release coming up here shortly. Oh wow! Um, and it's it's a fun it's a fun trap. So you, you know, Nashville, it, 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 I, I've been there once, and it's grabbed a piece of my heart, man. I, I love that place. Wow! And and, and um, it, yeah. all the musicians that are there. Uh, working so hard, playing in those yep. bars and just doing what they do, um, man, my hat mm-hmm. is off to them. So, yep. great place. Yeah, I think she's ready. Yes, I've got Christopher here. He's ready with his question. Hi, Christopher. <laughs> Hi, Dave. What's your favorite food? Okay. <laughs> well, okay, so I, I'll answer this in two segments. Uh, and what I find myself eating most <laughs> is uh, – <laughs> Just a basic bowl of cereal, man. Fruit Loops or Honey Bunches of Oats. That's one of my go-tos. It's a comfort food. But I would have to say something, if I'm not at home and I'm out eating, would be probably a, a, a caprese sandwich at um, uh, an Italian deli here in Sacramento called Sampino's. And I'll usually have like a couple double eggs with that. But um, So a bowl of cereal is my comfort food, and I love caprese. Uh, it's a caprese uh, sandwich with a couple double eggs and a coat. So and what's yours look good? Pizza. Thank you, Christopher. Great, Christopher. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, he... <laughs> and what's yours, though, Chris? Pizza. Great. He loves. He loves pizza. He could eat pizza all day long. What's his go-to? Pepperoni Five or is it the cheese? Or... Pepperoni yeah. and sausage. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yep, pepperoni sausage. He's he's definitely a meat eater. Yeah, he right is on. big time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's good to meet him. Too. And you know what's funny? We 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 always call him he's our a... secret weapon because sometimes we're watching Facebook oh, lives of artists that we that come on our show, and mm-hmm. if they do talk about the interview here, they you almost always mention him. Say, so, hey, he's our secret yeah. weapon. He is. That's a dynamic. So, if you could <laughs> co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Wow, that's a good question. Um, you know, okay, I'll answer that in two segments too. Um, somebody that's not with us any longer. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of people. I mean, I'd have the opportunity <clears throat> to write with anybody. I'd, I'd, take him up on it but i've always been a huge fan of of of, of prince i know it's outside the mm-hmm. country realm but oh well yeah i've always just 
I've been mm-hmm. so entertained by Prince because he was just a multi-instrumentalist and um, mm-hmm. played a lot of different music, wrote a lot of different styles of music, and to me was a great entertainer. And now that I'm dipping my toes in the music business side of it, um, mm-hmm. it seemed like he, he was very good at the, the business side of it too. He's just all around. <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, yeah, all mm-hmm. around just uh, a very savvy person. Um, somebody that's that's alive that I'd like to write with um, would probably be like Hardy. Um, oh, wow. That would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Hardy. I mean, it just mm-hmm. seems like, you know, his writing style, it's just super cool. And uh, he just seems like a real fun person, easy going, laid back and just kind of, this is just my perception of him. Just seems like he's just a uh, real like, relaxed type of guy and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and doesn't take it too seriously. You know what I mean? So pro- pro- mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Love those answers. Um, so this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this little quick story. Um, before I ask that same question to the artist so that they can kind of think about this, because five years ago when we asked Kelsey that question, the answer she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living today. I mean she had that vision. She knew where she was going. Um, so knowing that, where do you want to be in five years, music-wise? You know, first off is being being happy with what I'm doing and just being <clears throat> who I am as a person, and and hopefully that relates uh, uh, translates to people and people um, appreciate that. But um, that's that's a good question um, because right now it's just it, it, I you don't know, you know what I mean? You, you just. <laughs> You have that, that comes back to early on in the interview. You, I, yeah. just, I don't know. And that's where the kind of insecurities come. It's like, yeah, there's so much other competition out there and it's so difficult in the business to try to maneuver your way into it from what I'm, what I'm learning is. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, obviously you, you want to be able to just be happy yourself and, and, and play, play music for people that enjoy it. Um, and, and that, if I, if I had the opportunity to, play my music live um, um, and, tra- and travel around and people really enjoy it. That's, that's where I think uh, I would consider it a success. Um, I, I mean, just, mm-hmm. I consider it a success just getting these songs completed and the first one out there. You know what I mean? It's just one at a yeah. time. So um, if, I, if mm-hmm. I get any more than that, I would be, I would be happy to be honest with you. So I will just keep Love uh, fighting the fight and putting out what, what we can and, and go from there. So, uh, and, and there's not real direct answer, but that, that's kind of the best so I can do now, really. Your answer, <laughs> that's what matters. Um, so, let's say that you look 10 years, 15 years down the road, and you're a success at whatever level, whether it's music, other stuff, doesn't matter. You're a success 10, 15 years from now. Now, if the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you tell him? What I would tell him is every opportunity you have, whatever it might be, getting on, going on stage, being in front of people, um, do what you can to help others and enjoy every opportunity because nothing, most, most everything doesn't last forever. So just do your best in the moment and, and, and keep, keep going. I love that. Because um, as you see, I, I flipped the, that question around. Because you know, most people ask, "What would you tell your past self?" You mm-hmm. know, 
I like to go the other way to get people to think about what would they tell their successful future self down the road. Because, again, I want people to think about, you know, artists to think about what would I tell my future self. And usually it's things like what you were saying, you know, like, you know, enjoy the moment. Enjoy, enjoy that success. You worked hard for it. Stay humble and stuff like that. And I want artists to kind of think about that as they're saying it. That way, are they living it right now? Because that so it plants that seed in their head a little bit. Yeah, that's a great question. So that's yeah, kind of the question. purpose of that question, you know, of why I say, what would you um, tell your future self to kind of get people to think? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great question. It got me thinking, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I love that. Um, so let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing, and there's definitely something special. And let's say they've played 10, 20 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet when it comes to performance side. But they they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they're on that stage and they overlook in the crowd and the crowd's roaring. They just know that they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. Knowing what you already know up to this point, what advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next couple of years? So they're already a successful musician on stage doing their shows? Well, well, no, they've only done 10 or 20 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet on that side of it, but they just know that they're in the right place. It's, you know, it's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> it's still kind of hard to answer that question. Um, it just goes back to, uh, I mean, um, it just goes back to um, if, if that's where uh, that person is in their headspace and they're happy and, uh, and and that's working for them, I'd say, look, just go in cautious. Don't set your expectations too high. Um, Cause you, you, you don't, if you set them too high and it doesn't work out, I mean, it could, it could really impact you emotionally. Um, but just go in and have fun. Um, and if, if it's not working out, uh, just, just keep at it. And, uh, and, and just, just always have, have your backup plan and uh, and make sure you have whoever's around you supporting you and, and, and being there for who you are. Uh, at the I moment. think the having fun is the most important part. Cause, uh, you know, I can't, um, I know people that they get in that rut and they, do, and they're no longer having fun. And when that fades away, then it becomes like just a rut job for people. And I think the fun part, if you can keep that passion, like I, re- I remember, um, asking a friend of mine who who spoke and of course being a speaker and an artist it's kind of the same thing just in a different way you're still trying to move an audience and i remember asking him does he still get nervous when he get on stage because he's he spoke to people for 20 stadiums with 20,000 people so he they're in front of a lot of people and he looked at me and he said you know yes i still get butterflies he said, the day I don't get butterflies is the day I quit speaking because their lives are on the line. My job is to move them and to inspire them. If I no longer get butterflies because of that, then I don't belong on that stage. That's a great point. Yeah, and that's another thing. We go to shows. Like I, I enjoy going to live shows because – it does something to you emotionally and, and watching somebody entertain you and perform and then tell their story. And, and, and that's why I like music so much. And that's why I, 
It's nervous to get out there and be like, okay, I'm going to expose myself now. It's my turn to tell the story. And that's what gives me my butterflies, you know what I mean, and my anxiety and all that stuff. But when you go see somebody else tell their story, it, 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 you're right. It, the music just has that impact on people, and, and that's why you nailed it. I mean, maybe you can tell when an artist isn't having fun or you can tell who knows, but um, they're out there to perform and, and entertain all of us. And when, when we have the opportunity to entertain those and put ourselves in, in the entertainer's shoes, I mean, I, I can tell you um, I, I'll be nervous and have my anxieties and stuff, but you're right. Um, that's a great point, Chris. <laughs> Love that. Well, as we come to a close here, if you want to tell everybody how they can reach out to you through your website and social media and stuff, that'd be great. Yeah, my uh, website is Dave Herrera Live. It's uh, Dave H E R R E R A L I V E dot com. Facebook is Dave Herrera Live. The Twitter's Dave Herrera Live, and Instagram's Dave Herrera Live. Um, so we're working on um, building our socials. So we appreciate if you guys come check it out, and we're going to be releasing um, many more songs and uh, videos will be coming out and on the way, especially. Uh, this upcoming year and so we're working on getting some shows dialed in and some other things too love that and you know we enjoyed having awesome. you on the show today and we, we definitely did. look forward to having you back down the road yeah thank thank you very much uh, Chris and Sandy and, and Christopher great talking to you yeah. thank you very much for having me and keep up the good work and uh, we'll, we'll tune in to some of your future shows alright thanks talk to you All later right. thanks bye. so much okay. bye